Hey, kid. Do you want to watch Army of Frankensteins? Uh, that's a, yeah, that's an awesome title with the plural S on Frankensteins. Like, what does that even mean? What is, it, is it appropriate? I don't even know what the heck this movie is. Uh, I guess we could check it out. Hi, welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Brennan. And today, we're going to bring you a movie. Uh. A movie. <laughs> yep. But before we get started, um, I would personally like to apologize to everybody for this one being late. Um, Initially, our plan was we were going to do um, like a mini, like a reaction podcast to our viewing of Kong Skull Island. But Brennan was sick the weekend that it came out. Mm -hmm. And then I got sick. Mm-hmm. And we weren't able to watch it right away. And then we did go see it. But then the day we were going to record was also the night before I left for a trip. Yeah. So we tried to get it done and it just, it didn't turn out anywhere near quality. But you should still try to go see Kong if you have the chance. Yeah. If it's still out near you, we recommend it. It's really good. Yeah. So that's, that's the story behind this being late. The third episode. Oh, we're going to have some unnecessary squeaks on your stool. It's fine. <laughs> okay. It'll probably be covered up by our moaning of horror. Well, we'll see. Of lots of... Uh... <laughs> the movie we decided to do this time is Army of Frankensteins from 2013. Okay. Bit of story behind... What was going to happen, okay? We were originally going to do The Blob. We will get to that one for sure. Yeah, we're getting to that. Um, We're going to get to The Blob. And then when we were about to sit down and watch The Blob, we were kind of talking about movies or whatever. I'm like, you know what we should do? We should do um, Frankenstein's Army. I heard that's really good. And, and Dad over here, <laughs> Dan, Dad, Father... Was like, let's, yeah, I that would be a good movie to do. So we're looking on Hulu. We're, we're scrolling past trying to find it. Oh, on, on Amazon. Amazon. Whatever. Get your streaming services straight, kid. Sorry. It's, it's 2017. I should know these things. So we're looking <laughs> at Amazon. We're scrolling through the movies, trying to get to it. And we scroll past a army of Frankensteins. Yes, and the description on there, which I believe is the same that they have here on IMDb. I'm pretty sure it is, yes. Um, a young man travels back in time, finding himself entrenched in the Civil War with an army of Frankensteins. We were sold. We were like, we are We're watching this movie. I was laughing my butt off. Army of Frankensteins with an S? Like, yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so just a heads up, if you're not familiar with our podcast, we will spoil the living crud out of this. Yeah. Crud. 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 We're a clean podcast. I have to try to watch my language. I mean, someday we could just throw that out the window, I guess, but Mm. um, I have no plans on it right now. For now. For now. But yeah, Army Frankensteins. It destroyed us. (laughs) I don't know. We're doing this podcast right now, so I don't think it actually did destroy us. It came close. (laughs) It came close. It came really close. Yeah. Um, A little bit more information on this. The director was Ryan Belgart, and it was written by Ryan Belgart and Josh McCamey and Andy Swanson. Sure. Those are the writers and director. Do we really know? Do do we get into who starred in this? I don't think there's anybody who's really done anything. This is a no. pretty low budget movie. Oh yeah. Um, sorry, stars of Army of Frankenstein's. Mm-hmm. We're not getting into it. Nope. You can look it up if you'd like. Yeah. All but... that information totally available. So where do we begin? How about at the beginning of the movie? No. <laughs> well, there's a lot to cover in this. There's a lot that happens. There's a lot of things. Do you have more notes for this movie than you do for Day of the Dead? Yes, six and a half pages for this. And I think Day of the Dead was five. There's probably there's probably gonna be a lot of stuff that we're just gonna breeze over. Like there's there's just a lot of We're gonna burn through this. This movie's almost two hours long. It's way too long. It's, it's way too long. Way too long. There are a lot of simple things that could have been done to shorten it up, but maybe we'll get into that as we go along. So okay. We should get going through a play-by-play of what happens in Army of Frankenstein. Or a play-by-play. <laughs> we're we're going to get the why. It's a something. The movie starts. It's the Civil War. There's a man dying and a nurse in a red dress. Is that, that's actually pretty important. Because we'll have a nurse... Oh. Continue. Why do you have to do it right into the mic? <laughs> because because it won't, doesn't really get picked up that good. <laughs> anyway, so there's a nurse. Uh, yes, a nurse in a red dress. And she's taking care of a man who's dying. And she seems sad. But she runs off and she meets some dude. And they start just kissing in the woods. As one does in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. At night. Mm-hmm. And then they hear a moan. A bunch of them. <laughs> it's just the initial one. And she thinks it's him. But as we come to find out, it's just a whole bunch of straight up Frankensteins. It's so ridiculous. And they picked like the same actor and everything. So just green screen copies of this guy. <laughs> now, before we get too far into this, let it be known, we totally understand that Frankenstein's the doctor. Mm-hmm. Not the mon- not, not the monster. Not it's the Frankenstein's monster. monster. But the way this movie operates, it does acknowledge this fact at some point in time. Yeah. Ever so kind briefly. They start to get into it and then they just... Forget about it. They just cut dude off and keep going. But anyways. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of Frankensteins. Mm-hmm. We're talking... We're in the blazer... Yep. Arms stretched out. Yep. Even though, okay, the thing with the arms stretched out thing didn't happen until, uh, what's Frankenstein movie? Oh, the one where Bella Lugosi was Frankenstein and yeah, he was blinded? Yeah, because he was blinded because he was frozen in the ice. And he put out his arms so that, you know, 
he doesn't run into walls and stuff. So yeah. the whole arms out thing only happened yeah. at a certain point. And that's where that trope comes in. Mm-hmm. I don't like that trope. It's like the zombies eating brains. I don't like that trope. Oh, you're really going to... That's going to be difficult down the road. You, mm-hmm. you do understand that, right? I don't care. Oh. I will fight you to the end. Return of the Living Dead. We're doing it at some point in time. Anyway, back Much to better the, movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, there's a whole bunch of straight up Frankensteins and they attack the guy and tear his arm off. And this is where I thought, this is where I started to get, started to get worried. I was like, oh, this better not be a made to look bad movie. You know, where they make it to look like a B movie. Cause I don't like those movies at all. But it, it's done in a comedic fashion. Like he's still talking and whatever. And you just kind of go, oh. Well, this must be some type of comedy. Mm-hmm, but it never lands. And that's what I was worried, that it was just a bad movie. Because I never liked movies that are meant to be bad. I like movies just being bad, because it's even more sad. But the sun, yeah. Well, carrying on with the story, it cuts to 2019. Yeah, um, they never say 2019, they just say 150 years later. But if you do the math, it is actually 2019. And they're still using, like... Flip phones. It had to be more than 100 years later, though. Laptops. Civil War was 150. Not... Oh, okay. 150. You um, are the one with the notes. <laughs> I'm, hey, you're the one with the claptrap memory. I'm getting old. There's so much that happens. I could only take so many notes. All six and a half pages. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're not even, we're not getting anywhere. So let's chug a lug. We mm-hmm. got to get this movie rolling here. We meet our main protagonist, Alan. And he's setting up dinner. Setting up dinner. He's going to be proposing. He's going to be proposing when his wife or girlfriend comes home, which really, dude, that's all. Well, that, yeah. I guess it's a factor. Like and that. yeah. So on the TV in the background, there's some news about some grave robbing. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. And then his e-cig skank landlord comes over. Mm-hmm. Asking for rent money, mm-hmm. which he does not have. Yep. Because he bought a ring. Because it's conflict in a movie. And as all skanky landlords do, mm-hmm. she wants possibly some other type of payment. Wink, wink. Yeah, which he's not about because, no. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So he he turns her down and, you know, she's just basically like, well, yeah, I could easily just take that ring as payment too. And he's like, no way. But then... He shoes her off saying that he's going to pay her in like a couple days or, or whatever. Conflict in a movie. So we, you know, we're kind of getting into his character a little bit. And um, he gets a text from his girlfriend saying that she's at work and won't be able to attend the cheesy dinner that he made of like TV dinners or whatever they were. Microwave. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're like. So microwave dinner. Yeah. This guy's kind of a schlub. Mm-hmm. So he decides he's going to go. Where she works. And outside of there, he runs into some weird old man. Inside. He runs into him outside, too. Oh. But also inside, and the old man asks him to read a card. Mm-hmm. He does. Yep. But he's like... But then he goes on a rant. Yeah, he's like... I, and again, getting in more of like the actor, he's very segmented in his speech. Like, only like Captain Kirk can pull off a segmented speech. This guy cannot. It's like... Karen, 
I should have proposed. You were there, and I should have done it. Like, he's just kind of robotic. It's <laughs> annoying. But he's, like, going on this big rant about how he should have... Or how he should propose to his girlfriend or whatever. And old guy's just like, that's not what it says. <laughs> yep. Okay, so then he... Alan goes into the back room where his girlfriend Ashley is talking to her creep boss with the fakest mustache you ever did see. This is, again, where I started to think that it was just a bad movie. I don't know if it was meant to be a joke, all the bad mustaches and facial hair in this movie. Blatantly bad. Where I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke or not. But this guy kind of looks like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. <laughs> He's just okily dokilying it up. Yeah. But he's a real creep, and he's telling Ashley that they, they he wants a kiss or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, obviously set up for a misunderstanding. Or is it? I don't know at this point. I'm not sure what to think. Alan sees this happening. They get into a little tiff. Three's company, oh. Yeah, yeah it is like three's company almost. So he decides to get some milk. And when Ashley's behind him in line, he has to borrow five bucks so he can pay for the milk. What a joke. Well, you know, hey. So then, his car won't start. Mm-hmm. Starts walking home with the milk. Then walking home with the milk. thugs show up and they're like, Hey, give us your money or whatever. And... Kid shows up. Um, oh yeah, there's a kid creeping around in the background. Yep. And then Alan smashes the milk in one of the dude's faces. Mm-hmm. And they start to kick the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Turns out, this is all kind of set up by the kid. Mm-hmm. So the, kid, the kid's like, all right, give it away from him or whatever. And then he's like, who are you, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, hold this. And he gives him like this. Extendo pull. Extendo pull. Extends he, he gives up. it oh, to Alan. By the way, there was a thunderstorm going on, right? Of course. Of course. So he he grabs onto the pole and then it extends in the ground and he's like, "What is this?" And then the lightning hits the rod and then he gets knocked out and then and then the kid takes him and then they show up in the in the makeshift the lab. lab. Yep. yep. There's makeshift lab. The old man is there. Yep. And rips out Alan's eye. Turns out that he wanted to read the card just so he could check his eyesight. Yep. And then we find out that, yes, Frankensteins are indeed a thing as the old man is working on one and putting Alan's eyeball into this Frankenstein. This is going to be important later on to the plot, like 30 minutes of the plot. Frankensteins are a thing. By the way, um, the doctor guy's like, give him 30 cc's of this, this needle injector thing. It Make sure not to give him too much. Wink, wink. Yep. And he does, and he gives them, like, the right amount, and they're knocked out. Yep, whatever. and you have to pull this switch at just the right time, because you can't do it too early, otherwise it's going to cause some type of overload. So, Alan, our stunning hero, all high on drugs from the needle thing, Yep. stumbles over, dips over the lever, things start to go haywire, Frankenstein kind of wakes up, and Dr. Guy, yep. of course, says the line, it's alive, wink, wink. <laughs> and then things start to overload. Yep, the storm overloads everything, causing, of all things, <laughs> a rupture in the multiverse. Of course, can you know, m- medical things that would just re- revive someone can create a rupture in 
space time. Yep. And also, the Fragrance Sirens start to get duplicated. Yep. And start... out of the, out of this rupture, a whole bunch of Frankenstein yep. start coming out. Mm-hmm. And then and then the movie decides to, uh, you know, we we're getting a flashback of Alan proposing to Ashley, and then he's in the Civil War. <laughs> oh yeah, and so is the old man, and the kid is running around as well, and Frankenstein's are attacking soldiers, whatever soldiers are around. I know. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, earlier, back in 2019, um, Alan Guy, he's looking on the computer at, like, Ancestry.com or whatever, and he goes, oh, cool, I had an ancestor in the Civil War that lost his left arm. Anyway, back to... <laughs> anyway, back to, back to the Civil War. Oh, yeah, I forgot that something like that would be so important. Ugh. Well, you know what it is, Dad? <laughs> it is. Yeah, okay. Ooh, it's gonna, we're going to get to that in about three hours. So then Alan has some type of Frankenstein vision. Mm-hmm, because his eye was put in the Frankenstein. Yep, and we don't need this explained because, mm-hmm. holy crap, we get it. We get what's going on. And the kid goes on and was saying that how this wasn't supposed to happen. Obviously. No, no. It was all meant to go back to, you know, the Civil War mm-hmm. and all the multiple Frankensteins. Mm-hmm. And turns out the kid's name is Igor. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And they're in, the, they're in this hospital tent in the Civil War. It's explained that if the rift is fixed, they can go home. How do I fix said rift? Who knows? The old man dies. The old man dies before he can explain it. Because of... He didn't survive the trip. Just going to write this character's death check. Let's get him out of the story. Yep, that was just a writer. That was, what's his name? Whoever wrote this movie. Old man dies because, and then he stops and things for a bit. He didn't survive the trip. Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) Well, doesn't matter. Story's going on, and Igor and Alan... Decide that they're going to set out to kick some Frankenstein ass. And then Aaron, as the comedic turd he is, accidentally fires the gun on his shoulder. But instead of laughing, we just sighed. It wasn't a good joke. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next <laughs> up is the Confederacy camp, where this is the haven and the central for all of the bad facial hair. We have another... Ned Flanders looking guy. <laughs> like, and, who definitely does not wear glasses, but was wearing glasses and a fake mustache on top of it. And then we have, who's clearly the evil bald beardo, mm-hmm. who doesn't take this whole business of there being monsters out in the woods as an excuse for his men getting their butts kicked. But the Ned Flanders guy shows him as proof that there were monsters out there. He's got the injector with the glowy green fluid in it. Mm-hmm. Which is obviously not actually glowing, and it's just like an after effect that they added in. It's not glowing. Well, I mean, they might have used, like, um, like glow stick stuff like they did in Reanimator, which is a movie I haven't seen. I don't but... know. If, I don't know. It looked, it looked off-putting. Well, that's it. It didn't look natural. Yeah. I mean... So, we're back at... The Union Camp. Of course. Because, you know, this movie has to jump around like crazy. We can't stick at it's one gonna, location. Nope, it's going to jump around. it's just going to mess me up. Yep, it's going to keep jumping around. And 
Alan runs into a Union soldier mm-hmm. whose name is Colonel Solomon Jones. And he be, may be that long-lost relative who lost his arm in the Civil War. Hmm. Because, gosh darn it, that name sure is familiar. Hmm. And then Igor shows up, and so does the other nurse in the blue dress, mm-hmm. whose name is Virginia. And they're going north. Yeah. They are. Yep. They're... But before we get into that, we gotta jump back to that Confederacy Oh camp. my... Oh. We're... Okay. So, fake Beardo... Okay. Bald Beardo is like, Well, I guess we can test out this here thing, whatever. This device that they would have no idea how to use. Of course. So they're like, we're going to inject it into my evil cat. That definitely is not an evil cat because it doesn't continue being an evil cat because of what I'm allowed to do. And he injects it into the cat and then it cuts to shadow of the tent and the cat's like, and then it turns into a person, like weird goblin type creature. Yeah. Like and a then were cat. Were cat. That's what I have it down in my notes. I know. But were means human. Right. And that doesn't make any sense that the injector would. I don't know. Anyway, so this thing just it turns into a cat, like feline monster. Some type of cat human hybrid. Maybe not even human, just weird cat monster. But it's clearly it's a it's whatever. Anyway, so it runs out of the tent and like, well, I guess your story about monsters was correct. There's Sergeant Duder with the fake mustache number five. <laughs> yeah. So they lose the trail, our heroes do, mm-hmm. as they're heading north. Uh-huh. Trying to find the Frankensteins. Yeah. And just as they lose the trail, Alan conveniently gets a vision of a Union camp that's under attack, mm-hmm. and it has a hot air balloon. Oh. And in my notes, I have one half hour in... And, ugh. Yeah. I, I took a break at this point, and I was kind of, wow. There's just too much going on. I mean, right now, just reviewing this, it's tearing us apart, running. Yeah. We've been feisty with each other. Anyway, we gotta stick together, man. Okay, for the sake of the podcast. Yep. We can make it through this. All right, let's just, let's just chug through. That's just... We're chugging through. All right. Chugga, All chugga, right. chugga, 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 <laughs> chugga, Wait, 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 wait. Wait. That's what I think about this movie. Uh. High five. <coughs> oh, get your taster's choice out of here. <laughs> oh, that was just the movie. It okay. It wasn't my fart. All right. As we were saying. As we were so saying. They, they come out on the Confederate camp with all the... No, they get to the... That's the Union camp with the hot air balloon. Union, Confederate, same... Okay, actually, not no, same not difference. not the same. There's a huge difference here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the Union camp, they get there. And they are attacked by what I like to call Frank Prime. Which is the real Frankenstein, not the duplicate slash alternate dimension ones. I don't know. They never yeah. explain it. But there's a cool face rip in this scene. There is a cool face rip, actually. Where a guy gets his face pulled off. Doesn't make any sense. You'd think that that would happen, but... It's all gross and gooey mm-hmm. and fun. It's Yeah, it was a really good effect, actually. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's lots of guys getting their heads stomped, and it had some fun gore. Mm-hmm. And the 
CGI blood wasn't good at all. Yeah, a lot of CGI in this so, movie. Because it is low budget and trying to do things on the cheap. Oh, I just realized a joke that they made. So, Sergeant Relative Guy was like... Colonel Solomon. <laughs> you can just call him Solomon. I'll just call him Sergeant Relative Guy. <laughs> He's like... Because Virginia was like, you said that you could take one of these things with one arm. Wink. Wink. Wink, 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 wink. Wink. Do you, get Do you think wink? something's going to happen to his arm? I don't know. Anyway, so they can't <laughs> stop the Frank Prime. Whatever. Yep. Virginia, being the damsel in, dispre- in distress, gets into the hot air balloon mm-hmm. with, 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 uh, with, with Frankenstein Prime yep. in it. And they start flying away. Of course, yeah. Just being in there makes the balloon float away. Uh-huh. Because story because needs to happen. Physics. Physics was a little drunk that day. It didn't really didn't really didn't really catch up what was and going on. And this is this is an interesting point here, because this is where Igor decides to give the plot point that if they kill Frank Prime, then all the Franks die. And then they get to go back home. Yep. And that'll create the rift, which could have been explained earlier, mm-hmm. but they chose now, yeah. even though they've already been on the hunt. Yep. Because story. So what's next? I don't, I can't assume <laughs> what's next because I'm just going to, I'm messing it up. It just, hey, it's a union camp and then they're hanging out and nobody cares about Alan's girl trouble because he's whining about his girl trouble. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Nobody they're cares. Like, we don't care. Yeah. Who cares? Nobody, even us the viewers don't care. Yeah. Who cares? You're on a time travel adventure. Yeah. Anyway. Your girl, your girlfriend doesn't even want to marry you anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Back in the hot air balloon. Back in the hot air balloon. Frank Prime. Frank Prime. Discovers that he likes Virginia's he likes Virginia's. Because she's nervous and scared. And so she starts singing a song. And he's all like, oh, there's a good impression of Frank Prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah he's all grunts and groans and whatnot. And there's a whole lot of social commentary about slavery. Mm-hmm. And how Frank relates to it because he's also discriminated against for being different. Yeah, and we're not saying that slavery was good by any means. It no. was terrible, uh-huh. awful, horrible. But they laid on pretty thick here. Yeah. Really thick. Virginia, because she recognizes that they have a similar plight of that they just want to belong in society, mm-hmm. she convinces Frank, Frank Prime to fight for the North. And he's all for it. He's like, oh, I understand words somehow. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, cannonballs start exploding around them and they get shot down. How do cannonballs explode in the air? I don't know, maybe they're laced with explosives. At this point in the movie, I don't care. <laughs> because that only happened to happen. Anyway, hot air balloon goes down. Oh wait, we forgot! Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna cut this because this is just a good example of how this movie jumps around at an insane rate. Alan Eric Alan. Alan. He had the vision or whatever, Frank Vision, and he sees that oh no, I'm sorry. Your, uh, your, your girlfriend is dead because he saw like Frank attacking her in the hot air balloon, and dude's all sad because you know he was just he was about to propose to her and how 
how they were going to get married and all that. Anyway, the hot air balloon goes down. <laughs> and then, because Frank made a new... I'm just going to refer to him as Frank. I don't feel like saying the entire word That's Frank fine. Frank... That's why I call him Frank Prime. Frank was all... He finds her, and then they're friends, and then... Virginia puts a flower in his pocket, his breast pocket. That will be very important, so that way you know which, which one's one which. Yeah. And that's a good... That's it's a, a good, Yeah, it's a good way to tell. It's a good device. Mm-hmm. If Only if the rest of the movie is as easy to decipher. <laughs> All right. So then we get into a bit of Igor's background, where he explains that he was found by the doc as a baby in the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. And the doc raised him, and the doc made nanobots because he was interested in the reanimation of dead cells. All right. Now we're going places. We're going places. But then they get attacked by the cat. And then guess who gets his left arm ripped off? Ellen. No. <laughs> Solomon. Solomon. Gets his arm ripped off. There you have it. Finally. Finally. Eric. Aaron. Alan. Alan. (laughs) Alan. How's that claptrap memory working for you? (laughs) I just stopped caring. (laughs) Alan throws a a fiery cloth into the thing's mouth and then it... No, Igor did that. Igor. Whatever. I don't know. This is like 30 out of two hours minutes into this. (laughs) Igor throws a flaming thing into it. It explodes. Boom. Conflict over. But his arms start wrapping it up. Because of whatever that was. Because whatever that was. Somehow exploded from fire. Yeah. Maybe he knows something we don't. Who knows? Yep. Uh, well, Frank and Virginia. Frank, are... Frank, Frank, Virginia? That, is that their... Frank and Virginia. I know. Frank, Virginia. That's going to be their... Oh, yeah. okay. Kind of like Bradgelina. So we find out that they're pals now. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I mean, you already knew that, but it's got to be rehashed. Mm-hmm. And then they're caught by the Confederacy who shot them down. Yep. Then we have to go back to the other heroes, <gasps> the other trio, mm-hmm. and they get back to their camp. Yep. And Alan has a vision yep. to find out yep. that Frank Prime and Virginia have been captured. Oh, no. And we find out that ropes... Are very ineffective for Virginia because they're tied to some posts, but the ropes are plenty strong enough to hold a Frankenstein. She gets out. He's he's still just tied there. Yep. And that's when Beardo, evil Beardo guy. Baldo Beardo. Baldo Beardo. Baldirdo. (laughs) Baldirdo. My name is Baldirdo. Okay, anyway, Baldirdo. So he has his dead Flanders, dude. Yeah. Inject himself. With the needle thing. With the with the glowy needle nanobot goo. Yep. Just to see what happens, and it turns him into a big STD-phased monster. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's just got, he gets extra big, and, and his face just gets all gross. Yep. It looks kind of like the after photos from the faces of meth. <laughs> but like if they did thousands of times more meth. <laughs> Faces of meth, Civil War edition. <laughs> so he's a big monster thing. He's like, what is me? <laughs> and then inexplicably, Beardle's like, hey, Frank Prime in Virginia, why don't you guys just leave? 
Because why not? Why not? Why not? If you're gonna yell, why not? You can yell it towards the microphone. <laughs> okay, let's take a breath here. Because Igor is working on some sciencey stuff. Okay, first off, mm-hmm. big important thing. He goes to the he goes to the crash where where the where the things got teleported. I guess there's more stuff that got teleported with it. Who knows? Who because knows? Because there's a bunch of garbage we never everywhere. Saw it happen. And he sees like this the liquid, like the green stuff in it, and he drinks it. Mm-hmm. He drinks it. He does. Okay. Okay. So so then Frank Prime and Virginia show up. Okay. Because you know, there's those camps must be like twenty feet away. Yeah. And <laughs> Virginia explains that they're okay. Yay. <laughs> and Igor, it turns out Igor has made Solomon, um, an old timey mixed with new technology. Like it, it's pretty much a Mega, Mega Man, Man cannon, cannon arm. Yeah. That it makes an entire tree disappear when he shoots it because he can control it with his mind. Which doesn't make any sense because as you make objects disappear. I've never understood that about disintegration rays and stuff in movies and cartoons. Like, what about it? Does it select an object? What about it? Yeah. Like, what about it finds the difference? And Okay, we're getting off task. We need to get back on this bad movie and stop talking about actually interesting things. You don't want to talk about interesting things? You just want to talk about this movie? I just want to get it over with. You just want to get it over with? All right, well, stop messing with my chair. Uh, Pull yourself together, Brennan. We can what? make it. We made it through the movie. We can make it through this. I'm going to stand. Okay. Or kneel. This is like a public service announcement. <laughs> We're just going to do it live. <laughs> We're doing this. It's okay. We got this. It's okay, Brennan. As we were we, saying... We, hang in there, buddy. As we were saying... Yep. So then Virginia, she kisses Alan. And then Solomon sees it. Creepy. And, and I'm like, great. Another misunderstanding. Here we go. It's like an episode of Three's Company, but... Another episode of Three's Company is also intertwined with this entire episode. <laughs> and I have in my notes, God, it could be his great great grandma. <laughs> and even he, he, even he, like that gets acknowledged that, later. Yeah, it's, it's creepy. <laughs> okay, as the North prepares for a fight, Bald Beardo. Shows up, and he just sits in a chair mm-hmm. in the middle of the field. Yep. And the leader of the union, guys, he goes over, and they have a discussion that we conveniently can't hear. Yep. And then he walks away, just picks up his chair, and walks away from the union the union guy. Yep. And then the new monster shows up ah! and rips the, the union guy's head off. Mm-hmm. And then a big fight ensues, which consists of... A lot of green screen. A lot of green screen. And I get it for your Frankensteins. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to have... Multiple Frankensteins on screen, mm-hmm. you need green screen. But there's a certain parts where I didn't understand why they used it. They probably just couldn't get back on the scene again, or something was wrong with like the weather. They're just, out, they're just outside in a field. 
I mean, budget restraints and stuff. I think it would, wouldn't it be more expensive? I don't I know. Don't, I don't know. I don't. Who knows? Who knows? Somebody knows. Maggie, the nurse from earlier, the one in the red. One not the, the red. one in the blue, because the one in the blue and is Virginia. We forgot to describe because it's a bad movie. She doesn't like the whole monster thing. Why? That's what I'm getting to. Okay. But you can, you okay. can carry Okay, she doesn't like the monster thing. Why? Because, we don't know. Because that because, guy got his arm ripped off earlier. I guess. So she's totally like, I'm not f- fighting with monsters. Forget this. Mm-hmm. So she decides that she's going to stab Frank Prime. And this is where I thought the movie was just going to end. There's like an hour left. She stabs Frank Prime, who's about to close in on Monster Guy mm-hmm. or whatever. But we find out because Frank Prime gets stabbed, uh-huh. all the other Franks feel it. Ah. And it takes them out. Yep. Turning the tide of the battle. Yep. And the bad guys just get away. Yep. They're like, bye. For some reason, they could totally crush them right there, but no. Nope. It could have been the end of the movie. <sighs> Should have been the end of the movie. Are you ready for this? Okay. Because, turns out, word gets out. Uh-huh. To Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln's in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. You might want to hold off on your thought. I can't get ahead of myself. Just because this movie jumps around so much, we'll, we can just lead into it. All right. As, I know. As you were saying, Cookover. <laughs> yeah. Abe Lincoln mm-hmm. puts out a request. For our future heroes and for Frank. He wants to meet up with them because yep. he hears that there's monsters and people from the future. And so he requests their presence. At the terrible CGI, super fake looking PlayStation 1 White House. But you know, before we get there. Before we get to the Oval Office. Beardo and his monster yep. are also sent to coincidence well, it's, Washington. it's actually just a big threes company episode it kind of is. <laughs> it really is and they get sent there uh-huh you'll never guess who they get sent there to meet john wilkes booth who if you don't know should have stayed in school it was the guy who shoot shoot bang bang abraham lincoln's abraham lincoln's assassin mm-hmm. and at this point you got to be wondering what are we getting ourselves into yeah yeah we're getting there. We are. We're getting there. So Alan has this. Alan has this idea, where he's trying to convince Solomon and Virginia to marry, just so he can exist, because he's pretty convinced that they need to get hooked up, otherwise he won't be born. This is like some type of weird Back to the Future element mm-hmm. that I was not expecting. That I didn't care about. And it backfires because. She's kind of into Alan. Gross. Yeah. And she just is like, no, I don't want to get married. Bye. (laughs) And then Igor gives something that will be important to the story later. It won't be important. It'll be annoying to the story later. He gives it to Solomon. He says, open this when I'm gone. He's like, okay, it's near beautiful guy. And the trio goes off. The trio goes off and meets Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. where they get a mission yeah. to find out what Beardo, Bald Beardo, and the monster are up to. 
here's the thing. I don't know if we even know Beardo's store name at this point in the movie. No. I don't even know if they get don't. it out. He's been in the movie a bunch. They never say his name. They might say it here. I never even bothered to write it down. He's just going to be known as... What would you call him? Bald, Bald Beardo. Uh, what was the mix of the two names? Brardo? <laughs> Ro- Brardo? Roborto. Roborto. <laughs> <sighs> But it's convenient mm-hmm. that they are going, going to our heroes are going to find them ASAP yep. because Igor has a handy dandy nanobot detector. Oh wow, that could have came in handy earlier. He might have made it out of the junk though. Let's keep that in mind. And it just looks like an iPhone. Or no, it looks like a calculator or something. Yeah, and Igor decides that he wants to take out the eye, Alan's eye that's in Frank Prime. Mm-hmm. And he puts it in his goggles. Oh. So he just has this one eye rolling around in his and set of goggles. it's not even like looking straight forward. It's like looking down to the side. <laughs> that way he can spy on the bad guys who are hanging out with John Wilkes Booth. I thought it would be a good idea if he took the eye and like snuck it through like the floorboard or something. And that's how Eric would be able to Igor. see. Igor. Alan. Alan would be able to see everything. But no... Igor just puts in his eyes so that they both can see it, which... Yeah. Uh. So whatever he sees, Alan will see. Okay. Because there's also some type of new convenience where he could only sporadically get visions. Mm-hmm. But now, now it's, he now can it's get just him. been said in a line of dialogue that he can just get them now. Yeah. Or they put like a chip on the eye or something. Oh. Anyway. They do something for the convenience of the story. Yeah. And... So he goes to spy on the bad guys, and they are conspiring to kill Abraham Lincoln, of course. Mm-hmm. Which, why don't they just get the monster to do it? Right. Who knows? Place because... Psy here. <laughs> yeah. Igor gets spotted extremely easily. Yep. And as he runs away, he is shot in the back. And dies. And this is where we get a rehash of the whole portal... Like he, this is, Frank Prime needs to die for the portal to open. Mm-hmm. We get a rehash of that, and then Igor is dead. And I don't care. Yeah. I feel nothing I, I feel that a child has died <laughs> on screen. I didn't feel any remorse. Actually, I was kind of happy. I was like, great. Normally, if a kid gets killed in a movie, I, more... I'm kind of like, oh, well, that sucks. And you yeah. don't see a kid get killed in movies very often. Robocop too. <laughs> yeah, but at that least that kid was evil. Them. But you still felt bad for him mm-hmm. in RoboCop 2. You're like, oh, that stinks because that's just a 12-year-old kid. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Igor's dead. No one cares. Although, I guess Frank Prime cares. Maybe. And then, because he goes like, Rawr! and then oh, all, yeah. the other, all the other Prime, or all the other Franks go, We're back at camp. And all the Franks go, Rawr! and they start marching off towards Washington Bad, dumb dialogue about how they're there. Wow, they're on a mission. They want to do things. Yeah, so they they get a call to action, mm-hmm. and then Virginia and Solomon decide to follow. Yep. And then our heroes are trying to tell Abraham Lincoln, "Don't go in the theater. Mm-hmm. You're going to get murdered." And he's like, "Whatever. I'm still going." I don't care if you're from the future. All your fancy history books could just be wrong. Because story. (laughs) In an alleyway, 
Are you okay? I'm fine. You don't seem to be doing so good. Uh, I don't like this movie. In the alleyway to the entrance to the to the theater. Mm-hmm. In the alleyway, there's a fight outside. Yep. Monster fight. Mm-hmm. John Wilkes, which allows John Wilkes Booth to enter the theater, and Alan tries to stop him. Which at this point, why even try to stop him? You know he's going to get there. You know he's going to accomplish his task. Well, I think they're also looking at it if they have the opportunity to save Abraham Lincoln, they will. That's a very common thing. Most people, if you could go back in time and prevent Lincoln from being shot. Go back in time and tell Hitler, stay in art school. It's a good good place to be. Don't be so mad. Don't be so mad all the time. (laughs) I'm breaking. I'm breaking. Frank Prime conveniently gets knocked out as Virginia and Saul arrive. Thus, taking all, all the Franks, of course, mm-hmm. just as they show up because the movie. Why do they need to show up in the first place? Yeah. And also conveniently, Solomon's arm, his cool cannon arm, is conveniently not working. And he only has one shot left. Alan and John Wilkes Booth are duking it out. And Alan has some co- some joke about, like, aren't you an actor? Well, why don't you break a leg? And he kicks him in the leg. And at this point, I thought, oh, this is where John Wilkes Booth breaks actually his breaks his yeah. leg, not jumping down. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, neat. That's Yeah, a neat. little play on history here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, they're going to play around a little bit with this. Not the case. Nope. <laughs> his leg is not actually broken. Nope, it just hurts. Yeah. And then all the Franks start waking up. Yeah. As they fight the other syphilis-faced monster. But he no longer wants to take Beardo's orders for some reason. Just decides, I've had enough. Because plot. Out of nowhere, he just goes, well, I'm tired of taking your crap. Mm-hmm. And then he just they just let him walk away. Whatever. He just walks away. I'm gonna go live a cool monster life and get a monster wife and kids. That kind and of settle rhymed. down. That needs to be a song. <laughs> we'll see if we can make that happen. I'm gonna have a monster life and a cool wife and sit down and have some kids in a house. <laughs> That's better than the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But by him just saying, bye, movie, I'm walking out now. It was just the writer says, and they walked into the sunset. Can't just have him get over it. And then he just puts a big X through those characters. Don't worry about those anymore. He could have just gotten killed by all the Franks. And that would have totally been fine. I want to see that evil Brardo guy get his head ripped off or something fun. Yeah, because they tear him apart, but you don't get to see anything. No. They just attack him. They just have, like, limbs flying. It's like, what? You showed a guy's face getting ripped off. He at least gives the satisfaction of seeing the main villain get torn mm-hmm. apart. But then Saul's arm is conveniently working again. He's like, hey, monster guy, I'm going to kill you now. The monster guy goes, okay, I'm cool with that. But then, um, you know, Virginia's like, no, you can't kill him. And Solomon's like, yeah, you're right, I can't. And then he's like, can I leave the movie now? I thought I just left. And they're like, yeah, you can leave the movie now. I guess. <sighs> Frank Prime. Mm-hmm. Takes. Gets up. Takes the bullet. 
takes the bullet meant for, for Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Which I t- it would have just been fine if Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. But he takes the bullet for Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So playing again a little bit, a little bit loose. And I'm thinking, all right, this is interesting because now Abraham Lincoln is not assassinated. And John Wilkes Booth only had one bullet. Mm-hmm. How is this going to turn out? And this is probably the best part of the entire movie. Or worse, depending on how you look at it. I don't know. I kind of liked it. Anyway. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is shocked at all the confusion going on around him. Yeah. And he falls from the balcony. <gasps> but he's okay. Oh. He's okay. He's okay. Uh-huh. He's okay. Yep. But since Frank Prime was shot, he's dying because... He was shot. As tough as he am, he's still more... Even though they shot a bunch of the Franks... They could. They were indestructible earlier. Nothing For whatever reason. Because the story needs him to be dying. Anyway, Frank Prime falls off the ledge and crushes Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln dies that way. Fine. That's how Abraham Lincoln dies. All right. Then John Wilkes Booth goes, ha ha, and then he jumps off the stage and then breaks his mm. leg that way. He slaps Mary Todd Lincoln in the buns. Oh, yeah. I just he think slaps her on the butt. <laughs> Before he does his, like, his little ha ah. Yeah. That part was funny. That part was actually funny. I did laugh at that. Yeah. Because if we all had the opportunity, we'd slap Mary Todd Lincoln in the butt. No. <laughs> yeah, we would. I wouldn't, but... If you could go back in time. Slap <laughs> Mary... <laughs> it's either kill Hitler... Or slap Abraham Lincoln's wife's butt. What do you take? Hmm. I'll have to think about that one. Answer coming up next podcast. <laughs> no. So he breaks his leg, jumping up the stage. Mm-hmm. Again, not playing with history. He still ends up breaking his leg, falling on the stage. Dumb. Yep. And Frank Prime dies, mm-hmm. allowing the portal to open up. And. Solomon, since his cannon arm has that... One shot left for some whatever yeah. reason. He just blasts John Wilkes Booth. Because it's funny because he lands he's like, Ha ha! I've, like, he, he says, like, whatever he says or whatever. And then he just... Mm. Yeah, his little speech there at the end. Alan decides to return to his normal time now that the portal is open. Even though Solomon and Virginia... Are like, you can totally stay. Why can't you stay? He's like, Why do you have I to leave? got a girl back at home. Yep. I want to go back to that girl who doesn't like me. <laughs> so he goes back home. Mm-hmm. He shows back up. Goes over to the supermarket. No. Ugh. Because it's not that easy, Brennan. It's not that easy. Because when he gets back, he shows up during the portal incident that sent them back in oh, time. In yeah. the first place. And he... <sighs> And Alan tries to warn Igor about what's happening, but Igor says, we can't change anything. If it was meant to be, it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. Because how do I know you're still going to be here when I get back? Yeah. Of course. Alan decides he's going to go to Ashley's work. Okay, so he's going to the supermarket, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And he runs into his landlord. Landlord Gives up. Gives her the uh, ring for the rent. Mm Mm-hmm. And asked her for five dollars. So we can because of the whole buying the milk thing, right? Mm-hmm. He goes over to his girlfriend. Oh no, he goes. He goes inside the store. Okay. He goes up to like the announcement thing. And he's like, "Hey, can I use this?" 
and he's the oh creepy wait boss. creepy boss this like attractive lady walks in and he goes on the microphone and goes we got a code 10 we got a code 10 and it was kind of like the giggle. <laughs> I didn't even write any of that down because that's how much I did not care. I, yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> so he walks up to the, the our, our main protagonist, Alex, runs up to the, runs up to the, to the phone thing. Mm-hmm. And he uses it. He's like, I just want to, segments and sentences, ask you out. Will you? Mary. <laughs> You're really trying on this, aren't you? <laughs> oh, you know, he doesn't ask her. No. no, he does. Okay, he does. Will you? Mary. There's that pause is not that long. <laughs> He's not that segmented. <laughs> Don't make this last any longer than it needs to. And then the, and then the phone starts to be like that. It's all the feedback and stuff. Yeah. Me. He apologizes. He proposes again. And she comes up to him. And, and I will give her this. Yeah. Because she says, you know what? I have feelings for you, but we're not ready for this. Yeah. Don't go into That's why she doesn't want to marry him. She's just not ready for it. It's not that she doesn't care for him, even though she comes off as not caring for him at all. Yep. And then he goes, well, here's your $5. And he's handing her the $5. And guess who's on that $5 bill instead of Abraham Lincoln? What? It's Frank... What? And then it's then it's credits, and then it's like the whole stinger, like two roll goes. credits. Yay, movie's over. Oh. I'm so happy that this movie's oh, over. Oh, but wait, there's more. Shut up. So it comes back to eighteen whatever as Beardo guy. Oh wait, no. Oh, there's more. There's more before that oh! even. Oh! Okay, okay, because, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. I have it. Hang on. I have it. So Aaron decides that he's going Alan. to... Alan. <laughs> you, you've called him Alex, Aaron, Ernie, Erroneous, Plutonius. Agatha decides that he's going to look up his, uh, his ancestor guy. Mm-hmm. Um, turns Fine. out... They adopted Igor, but wait, he's dead. What? So, back in 18-whatever. Yep, you're cutting to the past. Beardo guy, Beardo ancestor guy, and Virginia. Oh, just Solomon. Solomon, because you don't want to get him confused with other Beardo who's dead. Solomon. Solomon? Sergeant ancestor. <laughs> Sergeant, that is right. Sergeant related. Sergeant related. And Virginia, go, and he's like, uh, Igor gave me this and told me to use it when he's gone with this note. And she's like, but what does it mean? And it's the metal pole and he sticks it into his grave and then lightning hits it. And then because he drank the, the micro things, it brings him back to life. And then they see his hand come out of the ground and then it's the real credits. And then, and then it's when I throw the chair at the wall and I go, no. <sighs> wow. Okay, we're done. 
That was a lot. We're done. That was a lot. We made it. We made it through. Sorry if that was a little fast for you. Kind of re- makes you regret the format that we yeah. did. Yeah. But we made it. We made it through. Barely. We probably skipped over a ton. I was gonna say we what? stuck to the notes. Okay. Should we do a recommend thing? We recommend um, this because it's a tough one. Why don't you um, let let us know what your thoughts are on the movie as a whole, mm-hmm. and then whether or not you would recommend it. Movie as a whole, I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. There's too many conflicts. There's too many. There's too much of it. If it was shorter, it would have been fine. Would have been fine. The plot is just a cluster flubber knuckle of so many things, and it's two almost two hours. That's not okay. Would I recommend it? No. I would recommend skipping around and watching certain parts of it, because certain parts of it, like, maybe 15% of the movie, I enjoyed. (laughs) I think that this movie could have easily been knocked down. This movie has no reason to be longer than, like, an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. It could have been trimmed down. There's a lot of jumping back and forth that could have been eliminated. Things that maybe should have been um, combined or just done um, verbally. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of too much exposition Yeah. to try to cram as much story in as possible, but... This. Yes. There's a lot of weird things that kind of don't get explained in some ways, too, because... Igor is obviously his relative. Mm-hmm. He's the actual relative yeah. of Alan because they adopted that kid but did not have any kids of their own. Mm-hmm. So Igor is his great, 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 whatever, grandpa, however many greats it is. Five. Five? It's five. Okay. But how did he get in the back of that truck as a baby? Unless that was always meant to happen. That was always meant to happen. But who put him there? I don't know, the mother. I don't know. But it almost feels that he was intentionally put there for the doctor to find him in order to get all these events to happen. That means somebody had to put him there. Sequel! <laughs> Army of Vampires in World War II. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty bad. Army of Draculas. Army of Draculas. That would be Draculas. <laughs> I, love, I love plural Dracula. If, if it's Draculas, I find that funny. There's a squeaky chair for everybody. Uh, that squeaky chair is going to be a problem. Whatever. I know, you don't This care. movie's a problem. Um, <laughs> I would have a soft recommend for this movie. Very soft. If you have two hours to waste of your life, go for it. If you want to check it out, I say check it out. That being said, if you're checking it out... You're diving into It's your time. time. It's your time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do applaud. I do applaud it. For being a low-budget movie, a little excessive use of green screen, Mm -hmm. which kind of makes it like an old 90s CD-ROM game with live-action characters. It's just not as digitized looking. Yeah. But um, I can can kind of get beyond that in a low-budget movie like this. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot more forgiving because I understand the budget restraints. And um, useful tip, bring a pillow... To screaming, because <laughs> you're gonna need to, or something to hit. 
Because you're going to need to. <laughs> we had to take breaks. We did. We took so many breaks. It we was just kind of, we stood up, we stretched, and we went, <sighs> A lot of breaks. But hey, we made it. Yeah. We watched, we watched the movie. We recorded this podcast. Uh-huh. We made it. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Brennan? This is all my inner feelings coming out about this movie. Yeah. Into a verbal um, response. Okay. Per se. <sighs> <laughs> there. That was okay. everything. <sighs> I feel better now. All right. Okay. Well, let's wrap this thing up. All right. Okay. Well, this has been Corrupted Youth. And this has been Army of Frankenstein's. Frank Berenstein, Frankenstein, Frankenstein bears. I don't know. We're all crossing over multiple dimensions. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah. You can catch us on Podomatic mm-hmm. at Corrupted Youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can contact us. Yeah, we're also on iTunes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, co- please contact us through email. Yeah, you You're can. At- yeah, you can send us an email at corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. You can rate and review us, too. That would be excellent. Mm-hmm. Don't and rate us on the movie the movies that we review, because right now we're at a solid F for this one. Oh, you're harsh. You're harsh on Army I of Frankenstein. I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully next time we'll have a better movie. And it's it's uh, it's your turn to pick the movie next next time. Um, We will not be revealing what that movie is. You'll nope. just have to tune in. Yeah. Or just look at the title of our next video. That'll tell you. Yeah, you can always just look at the title next time, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah. Also, by the way, oh, if okay. we make it famous, and someone's going back and listening to our early episodes, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hi there. This is before. We came from the future, but now we're in the past. Yeah. By the way. You're going to find a man at your doorsteps. He's going to be an old, shriveled man. Listen to his wise words. Follow them carefully. For what is to come. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And we'll catch you later. Tell me.